what I want to talk about is, here's the name of this lesson. What if you had 30 minutes to teach someone the mystery? <laughs> now, I've never had that opportunity, I don't think. But let's, let's just say you had 30 minutes. Now, how are you going to present it? And there's all, obviously there's different ways. Each and every one of us can tell, tell our testimony of how we, what finally put us over the top. When we finally saw the mystery and we, we accepted, I should say, we accepted that as truth. So, what, I'm not sure what message it is here where it says sorry. I'm not sure. Am I, I'm still coming across? Okay, okay, good. Uh, let me see here. So, okay, what I want to do is make a timeline of the book of Acts, but it's only got to do with as the Holy Spirit revealed truths, there was a different, even we could say dispensation. And here, here is the timeline. And, and if you have the, if you do have your companion Bible, you can turn to Appendix 180. And because I just want to point out a couple of dates, what I want to do is keep this down to the bare bones of information. Because if somebody, if you're trying to get something across to somebody of the mystery, it's not an easy thing for them to see. It's, it's uh, obviously. And uh, so, all right, I'm looking at it from an analytical viewpoint, so to speak. So I, I like timelines. I remember the first time I saw the timeline of, you know, the whole Bible. Man, I was so excited. And that's why how my brain works. I need that. Some people have a synthetic mind, and maybe you can jump in the middle anywhere. But um, <clears throat> anyway, I, I won't. I won't share with you how I finally saw it because I don't, I'm, I'm not going to have time for too much here. But, but I do have some verses, and I want you to look at on page one or page 203 on this appendix. You'll see right at 39 A.D. is about, so Christ died at 29 A.D. Right at around 39 A.D., Peter came on the scene well, he was already on the scene, but he came on the Gentile scene. So that's where Peter uh, went and Cornelius, right there around 38 and 39. And Paul was converted, remember, in chapter 9. That was chapter 10 of Acts. So this was probably, Paul was in those three years in Arabia when that happened, when when the Gentiles were ushered in. So those, that's a key day, 29, 39, and the next one is 61, 61, that's when the mystery was revealed. Let me say 62, let me say 62, because if you come down and uh, where he dates, when he dates the imprisonment, the two-year imprisonment, he dates it from 61 
to 63. Okay, so I'm going to say that Philippians was written in 62. And Philippians, in my mind, was the first book uh, written of the last seven books. Also, if you look at the very bottom of that page, he quotes Lightfoot. He, Lightfoot puts Philippians, then Colossians, then Ephesians, which uh, neither here nor there. But, but anyway, right for now, I just want to get these dates. And then the last date is 69 A.D. That's when the temple was destroyed. So we got 40 years from 29 A.D. to 69 A.D. And let me say something. This is kind of silly maybe, but uh, if you go to, let me find it, Jose, Jose chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. So in the third day, that looks like the thousand-year reign. I mean, that's been suggested, people, and the two days are a thousand years each. Now, if you take the current date, 2022, and subtract 2,000 years from it, Christ was 26 years old. Now, now I'm not prophesying that the Lord's coming back, but 2,000 years will be up in 29 A.D. His, his, uh, when he started his ministry, it would have been uh, 20, let's see, 2020, what would that be, 26, 2026. So that's only three or four years from now. So anyway... I'm just, the only reason I'm bringing this up, I want, maybe this can help us relate to these dates. Because 2,000 years ago, this is what they were dealing with. And if the first date hadn't even come up yet, 29 AD, it's coming up in another seven years or, you know. So, anyway, that's just, uh, that's between me and you. I wouldn't give, if I had my 30 minutes to teach this lesson, I've already wasted too much of it. I've, I've never real, I haven't even brought any good scripture in yet. Okay, and on Peter 3.15, uh, I think you know that verse. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That That part might be good to say first. With meekness and fear do these things. And and I say that I had when seven when uh Jehovah's Witnesses have come to my door when I was younger, I can't say that I really had the meekness and fear part worked out. And uh and my dad he he would joy, man, he he'd jump up and down for joy that he gets someone to talk to. But anyway, I'm uh I've kind of come around to that point where you you take every opportunity you can, and you never know. You just never know. So so here we have this timeline. And so, uh, you know, you do the same thing with uh, basic salvation. You try to think of what would my presentation be there, perhaps. And uh, we used to do that. We used to do the four spiritual laws, and, and where, where I fell 
out with that was when they said, say it exactly like the book says it. Don't vary one word. That was Campus Crusade for Christ, which Barney and me both were involved in when we were younger. But anyway, that book was actually successful with me on several occasions. But uh, but what, where I'd like to start is on, uh, well, let's start in Acts chapter 1. Let's start in Acts chapter 1. And I'm going to read the first three verses. And it says, The former treatise have I made of Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles, whom he had chosen. Notice here, he was taken up, in two, and he gave commandments to his apostles. If you turn to the last few verses of Luke, that's exactly, he says, he says, this is where it ended here in Acts, and that's exactly where it ended, where Christ was taken up. In Acts, right in the last few verses there, uh, in, in, uh, Luke, rather. And, and, and he also gave commandments right there at the end there. And he told them, uh, be, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be into, and so forth there in late, late Luke. Then in verse 1, 3 of Acts, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, here's the key. Forty days. Forty days. Now, let's go back to John chapter 20, and verse 1. Now, this was right. Now, see, in the chapter 19, there they laid Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation to And so he died. 21. And if you look at the note, on the first day of the Sabbaths. So the Sabbaths, there were seven Sabbaths. Then the eighth was the 50th day, Pentecost. So the 50 days of Pentecosts started right here at the, after the res, not, you don't include the three days in those 50. The three days that he was in the grave. It starts right here. So there's the 50 days. Now let's go back to Acts chapter 1. And, and if you look at verse 15, it says, and in those days, in those days. In what days? Well, in those ten days that are left. There were 50 days of Pentecost. There were 40 days. Can you imagine that? That their eyes are being light, bringing out all of Bruce about himself during those 40 days. That, that would be... Think of all Peter went through in the last 50-some days, he had, he had just denied the Lord three times, or actually six times. Uh, twice he, re- not, he, re- he rejected him thrice. And uh, so 
But once you start listening and talking here in Acts chapter 2, this whole dissertation he went through, that man grew up in those 40 days or in those 50 days. What a whirlwind that was for him. And, and all of the people who went through the crucifixion and all that. But anyway, in those days, so we have 10 days left over. And in those days, by the way, let me see. You see, he says, he says that in Luke, where was that? And they worship the kingdom. He's looking for his uh, Yeah, and repentance, we'll see. He gave witnesses. Well, I can't find what I'm looking for here in Luke, but in those days he even, oh, he endued them. No, that wasn't it either. Either way, either way, it was a great thing. And they and they grew up overnight, mature, mature in maturity. Let's say. So now now we have the ten days, and uh, let's see between one nine of Acts where it says when he was taken up in one nine, and two one of Acts where it says and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. The 50th day, when the 50th day was finally come, uh, those were the 10 days between that, when he was taken up to that. Okay, so, now we go to 2-5 of Acts. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation, under heaven. So, if I'm showing this to somebody... <laughs> I'm going to bring this verse out, 2-5. This is one of my bare bones verses. Because I want to say there were only Jews on the day of Pentecost. There were no Gentiles, all Jews. So on my timeline, the first 10, okay, here we got 40 years. The first 10 years, 29 to 39, is what I would call, uh, Maybe I would call that what uh, Oscar used to say that those forty years was a dis was a time of uh, for Israel to repent that uh, you know that gave them a reprieve so to speak they could have even at that time accepted the Lord so in these ten years no Gentiles even came on the scene until we get to Acts chapter ten. So, but here in, in, uh, 2 5, Jews only. And when, when this, I pointed some of these verses out, and, and believe it or not, this lady saw almost everything I've got to point out until we got to the Ephesians and Colossians part. But, um, but as, anyway, we got door number one, that's Acts 2 to Acts 10. Those are, that's those ten years. We've got door number two. That's what I'm going to call the provocation. The time of the provoking of Israel to jealousy. Those were 23 years. See, if you got 40 years, you take 10, that leaves 30 years. 23 of it was the provocation, I'll call it. Then there were, I'm going to say seven years from 62 to 69 AD. When he knew the mystery, and I'm going to try to tie that in with John also, 
where, where John 3.16 comes into play. <coughs> okay, in Acts 2.41, we have, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Here Peter talked all this time. And what a thing. <laughs> Peter, Peter really became the man here. But in 41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So most people call this the early church. But uh, I'm going to call it the dispensation of grace for Israel. They still had a dispensation directly to them. Then all the way down into verse 47, praising God. So let's go to 46. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Okay. So there we have, uh, there we have the first ten years. And I, and I guess those verses, I, you know, that's really all you need. And 30 minutes is a long time, too. You're going to find times where you only have five minutes, and you better decide, you know, what verses you've got that they need to see. But, uh, okay, now I'm going to go to Chapter 10 of Acts. This is similar to that lesson we did before, and uh, most of you have heard where there's ten signposts in Acts. These are a couple of the signposts. These are, I'm taking it down only to, uh, as the Holy Spirit and, as, as, you know, a new law of the household, so to speak. There's uh, new rules going on now. In Acts 10, chapter, uh, chapter 10 and verse 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, this is after he saw Cornelius, and, you know, they talked about the clean and the unclean and so forth, and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee, all the baptism which John preached. So here Peter is saying, okay, Gentiles too. Okay, and then in chapter 15, or actually, what was it? I'm going to say 15. It's the chapter, oh, the very next chapter. Is it? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, so then then he had to explain it to, to all of the other brethren, and they said, okay, well, of a truth, the Lord has accepted the Gentiles. Okay, so this is what, this is all I want them to see. I don't want to bring up the seven books yet. There's a lot of things I don't want to bring up yet, like earthly hope, heavenly hope, uh, we're the body, that's the bride, uh, before the foundation of the world, Versus since age times. I don't, I don't want to bring any of that up yet. I'm, I'm trying to just get them to see how the Holy Spirit worked during the 40 years in Acts. So let's go down to 
verse 44 now of chapter 10. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. And as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. So here we have door number two. That people love to throw, mainly people love to take all of the things in door number two and throw them into door number three. That's post-Acts. Door number one is early Acts. Door number two is late Acts. And door number three I'll call post-Acts, the mystery. People love to take, take what belongs to the Jews in door number two and door number one. And, and apply that yet to us today. But, okay, now on, uh, now I want to go back before I go on any farther. I want to go back to Matthew 16 and make a point about Peter. Matthew 16 and, uh, let me see where I start here. 18. Okay, let's start at verse 15. Where, where the Lord is asking Peter, who do you think that I am? In verse 15, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art there, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, uh, you know, you can take Peter and say that this means that he was the first pope, as some do, or you could take it and say that just the verses we just read, the Lord used Peter to... In Acts chapter 2, he used him. And then in Acts chapter 10, we saw he used him again. And all that has to do with the building up of his church, the Lord's church. Okay, now, um, you know, there's all kinds of verses you can put here. I mean, I don't know. It's like you could read, you could read, uh, you know, Romans 16.25, we're taught a mystery versus since age times. You know, mystery versus the mystery. And since age times, since age times versus before the foundation and so forth. And there's, uh, you know, um, I've got some other things here, but, but, and each one, you know, every person obviously is going to put you know, these are just my two cents. This is just my little, my little idea here of how one way, this is just one way, uh, that could be beneficial. You never know. May not be either. <laughs> we don't know that either. But, uh, it's a good saying that, uh, Bullinger used to say, 
He says, the Lord has not called us to be successful. No, he has called us to be, uh, what's the word, dutiful? Uh, what's the word? His, to be, uh, what's the word for dutiful? Can't even draw a blank already. Somebody going to type it in? Let's see. I don't see it. Anyway, he hasn't called us to be successful. Just be, just do what the Lord does. The Lord has these works for us before age times, that we would walk in them. He didn't say that every person we talk to we're going to be successful with. No, all we do is stand. That's, that's all we need. That's all we need credit for. Now, Barney read a verse in Acts 26. I'm going to jump all the way up there because all the way through this time, in the provocation, let's call it, or door number two, all of this time, Paul's message was to the Jew. And here he is talking to Agrippa in chapter 26, and down in verse 6, And now I stand and am judge for the hope of the promise God unto our Father. Unto instantly said, in night for which I am accused of the Jews. Here we see all the way through Acts that Paul, that here's the ministry that it's still got to do with the provocation. And, um, let's see. Okay. Uh, I think I have time for this one. Yeah, let's turn to Galatians. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 3. You know, I thought I had that thing tagged. I don't. I've got all of these sticky backs put on here. And put it on that one. Okay. Galatians 3 and verse... 15 says, um, says, Brethren, I speak after the manner of man, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. That's 315. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, he saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. This is what was going on during these years, that people... Uh, needed to see. And uh, a lot of people still, t- you know, I mean, to, to actually come to this, to the point where you can not only see the, let's just say we, we put this whole outline out there and they say, oh, okay, I see it. I see it. <laughs> let's say they even got to that point that they could see that. That, that that comes to a, a pretty important juncture in their life that they have to separate themselves from other people. 
and say, I see this truth. Now, you know, now I can't go to this church anymore and so forth. That takes, that, that's one reason we don't get too many, too many. But, uh, there's always that person out there. It doesn't matter who he has to stand up against, he's gonna stand up against it. So that's, that's who we're, that's who we're wanting to talk to. In Romans chapter 10, I think I've got that one flagged, hold on. Romans chapter 10, yeah. It says, and in verse 19, I'm gonna read, uh, 19 through 11, 1, but I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked me not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So, here's what we have to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We have that in Romans 1.16 and other places. But that's what was going on in door number two. To the Jew first, also the Greek. Door number one, Jew only. Door number three, there are no Jews and there are no Gentiles. There are eight billion people in the world and God will deal with any one of them no matter what he is, no matter what nationality. If his heart turns to the Lord, that's that's the thing going on today. And that, that comes from John 3.16. Makes me think that John was probably written during those seven years after the mystery, rather than after 69 AD, after the temple was destroyed, but I'm not, I don't know that either. I don't know, but, uh, let me read another verse here. Turn to Philippians. Now, now here's the date. Now we come to Philippians. Now we're at 62 A.D., 23 years after Peter ushered in the dispensation, or, or this time of provoking to jealousy. In verse 11 of Philippians 3, verse 11, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, so here we have the Holy Spirit again. Here we had it in Acts 2. We had it, that was 29 A.D. We had it at 39 A.D. when Paul, when Peter was using, also Paul came on the scene, the apostle to the Gentiles. I didn't read that verse. That, that probably should have been in there. I'm the apostle to the Gentiles. But, Look at the note. It says that I might attain unto the out resurrection of the dead. So all of a sudden, all of these things are going on, and now what? what's the out resurrection? You mean there's another body out there somewhere? Wait, we have this body of believers, 
But what's the out-resurrection? If you look in verse uh, 14, something that you will see one in a hundred preachers do, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is new. Nothing, nothing from door number one and door number two can get mixed up with this. This is a new thing. In fact, verse 11, I think, is what we call the mystery of Christ. And in Galatians, in Ephesians and Colossians, it talks about the mystery of the gospel for which I am in bonds and the mystery of Christ, for which, that's why I'm in jail, because I'm preaching the mystery of Christ. And, and this is it. Here Now we have an out-resurrection from among the resurrected ones. This is a, this is new. So, so, so this is what, if you ever got them to that point, they say, okay, I see it. <laughs> That's new and all of these things. I see what the, that the Holy Spirit had work going throughout all of this time. Now you can have a field day. Now you can start showing them, on them, uh, you know, Things that that they will pick up like a sponge if they got a place to put a compartment to put these things in, and and the first thing obviously would be the seven books. You know, uh, to me, to me, Philippians was the gateway. It was the opening. Ephesians and Colossians are what you would call the two witnesses. You know, there's no truth established unless there are two witnesses. And both of those books, back, uh, you know, they both back each other up all the way through. And those are, those are the two witnesses. Then you, then you're down. See, he, he was in, uh, 62 AD, then 63 he gets out. Then he wrote 1st Timothy and he wrote Titus. He was out free for those two books. And those were, Timothy, now Paul knew he was dying. He knew he didn't have many years left on earth. And Timothy and Titus were his two main uh, people who he could trust, that he, you know, he entrusted with these things. So he wrote them those books. And those books were also intended for the world, not just obviously. All, all of Paul's books were intended, you know, he expected it by the time even you got to Romans that you had already read the early books of his. You know, those were circulars. So so each one builds on the other one. But but by the time we get to Second uh, Timothy then, that's in prison. So the, the second imprisonment would have included, uh, you know, patience by Second Timothy. So that's that's it. That's all I would try to do in 30 minutes, and, and you know maybe maybe a little bit smoother than I presented it to you. But I was trying to also bring in other thoughts along the way. You know, now that I'm talking about, but. Yeah, that's uh. I mean, there's other stuff, you know, you can, 
once you have that, if you draw out a timeline, you can start putting all kinds of notes on it, you know, adding the notes. It, it, it's kind of, it would kind of be good to draw a timeline though and build it in front of somebody maybe, you know, if you have the opportunity. Sometimes that's helpful. Helpful. Uh, also on a timeline, you don't have to draw a line. You can uh, just tabulate it. You say, uh, you know, say, uh, 29 AD, you can put 29 AD, you can put, you know, Peter, you know, all those verses go down on the sheet rather than across, but each one has their own thing. But with that, uh, <laughs> I, I just want to, uh, I just want to say that, uh, I've worked on it, you know, I've talked to people throughout the years and, uh, and, uh, I don't know, this is what came to me is that if it would seem to me for, in my case, it would have helped anyway, that if we could just lay these few verses out, you know, maybe, maybe the eyes of the understanding. And Paul said, Paul said it was, you know, to make all men see, to make all men see, and that's in, that's a taoized, it's really, it's really to bring to light, to bring to light the fellowship of the mystery. So, so that's what we're, we're, uh, dealing with. And, uh, Cecil and a lot of you guys also talk about do the work of an evangelist. We're not, not any one of us you know, too high and mighty to do the work of the evangelist. And there's no greater, the greatest joy I ever had in my life was when I was six years old and I re, and my sister told me how to be saved and I was saved. The second greatest joy I've ever had in my life is when I brought someone else to the Lord. And uh maybe there's half a dozen, I'm not sure. But the most recent was my own grandson, whose name is Andrew. He's five years old. And I was sitting at the dinner table with everybody was sitting there. And it just, the words just started coming out of my mouth. <laughs> they tumbling, so to speak. And I'm telling, I'm telling Andrew, you can live forever. Do you want to live forever? And, I, and uh, my ex-wife died, and he he really was close to her, and that bothered it really bothered him. And I told him, you can see her again someday, and that type of thing. Anyway, he prayed the sinner's prayer right there in front of everybody, and and I was uh, ecstatic, you know, driving home that day. But uh, but any time we can be used of the Lord, uh, you know. Successful or not, that's that's our that's our calling. With that, I'll close in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, again for this group and for what it means and for the way you use it. Put these people as beacons out into the world. That your line has gone out into all the world, Lord, and continues to do so. And we, we thank you for each one. Go with each one and bless them this week as we go our separate ways. Keep your hand on each of us and keep us in your truth. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.